Hey everyone, it's Sarah again. Of course it is. Who else would it be? Um, today I'm talking about being injured. I have a grade one hamstring strain on my right leg that's been kind of a drag to deal with. I mean, that's my PT said it's probably grade one. Um, and if I had maybe calmed the fuck down and not tried to run on it too soon, it might be better by now, but whatever. It's not painful enough to be totally debilitating when I'm not running. I barely even notice it, but it is pretty annoying. And, um, I don't know, in the middle of this quarantine, running has been kind of my saving grace. I haven't been able to go to a gym. I haven't been able to work out in any other type of way. And I was feeling really down about it for a minute. And uh, then I kind of turned the corner. You know, I was going through like the stages of grief. I was like, no, I'm not injured. Ah, denial, anger, all those things. And then um, I was like, okay, I, I can do certain things. I was going to do some hot yoga again. I was figuring it out. And then I crashed my motorcycle. So that was actually really scary. Just quick side note, somebody was jaywalking across uh, PCH and I slammed on my brakes to avoid hitting him. Um, but the very quick stop just, uh, I was going probably like 40, 45 miles an hour and it skidded my bike. I fell off my bike. My bike skidded probably 10 or 12 feet after I fell. Um, I have a bunch of road rash and, um, definitely some muscle soreness kind of feel like I have whiplash and I sprained my wrist, but that's it. And I feel really lucky that it wasn't worse, but my bike is fucked. So, <laughs> um, it was shocking. I, I couldn't sleep for a couple nights after like, it was just scary. <laughs> like motorcycles are dangerous. I knew that going in, but, um, you know, I, I pretty much felt like I was getting the hang of it. And, um, I don't know. I just, I didn't see him. He was wearing dark clothes at night. And so the police said it's probably, he could be found at fault if I wanted to pursue a case or something like that. But anyway, I was feeling good and then I crashed my motorcycle and now my body is even in, you know, even more pain and, uh, setbacks don't come one at a time always, do they? I haven't had to take a break from running in over a year and I have this pretty structured workout plan that includes the yoga, strength training, mountain runs, and easy runs. I hit nearly 2,500 miles in 2020 and was feeling a bit bulletproof, which is exactly the moment that shit usually gets fucked, right? The first time I sustained a major injury, I was 21, and I'd been running for many, many years. I started when I was 12, but not as consistent, right? I had a labral tear in my left hip that took me away from – or my right hip. It was my right hip. It took me away from competition for over a year. That was a difficult injury to sustain because at the time my life revolved around running. I was a division one athlete who prior to injury was really fast. Most of my friends were runners and running took up the bulk of my free time. Suddenly that was gone. My identity was somewhat gone as well. The difference now is that my injury isn't as bad and my identity does not rest solely in my ability to run and perform. That's the crux of the matter really. I miss my daily endorphins and my community of runners, but I know both of those things will be back soon. Identity is complex, though, isn't it? Let's define it, huh? Let's take a little uh, sharp left turn and talk about identity. Identity is the distinguishing character or personality of an individual, the relation established by psychological identification, the condition of being the same with something described or asserted, the sameness or, or essential or generic character in different, in different instances. So identity is basically who you think you are and who the world thinks you are. Our personal identity is different, though, than our social identity, meaning that other people probably think of you in a different way than you think of yourself. And that is so normal, I might cry. I used to have um, 
really negative thoughts about myself. Like I was really, really hard on myself. I'm my own worst critic. I think a lot of us are. And I think that we would be surprised to hear what other people think of us. And that's kind of sad that other people think more highly of you than you might think of yourself. Or maybe you think too highly of yourself and you need to be taken down a notch. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about yourself. But how you see yourself is definitely different than how other people see you. Obviously, your sense of self is different from what others see. That's not super insightful. But it's important to note that both are highly subjective. You can change how you think about someone in a minute. Like you could, someone could do something that makes you change your entire opinion of them. And same with yourself. Um, so psychologists have stated that our identities are rooted in our personal potential, which is how we choose a purpose for a living. So our identities become more solid the more we figure out our own personal potential and what we can do with our lives, basically. And as we grow in age, we continue to develop our identity by reevaluating our potential and aligning our sense of purpose. So your identity is obviously going to change and shift over time. And that's kind of what makes relationships somewhat difficult is that people change so drastically and their identities shift so much. And sometimes um, sometimes it's difficult to let go of a part of yourself that feels so important, but maybe isn't. And usually it feels bigger to you than it does to other people. So anyway, allowing your identity to shift is really the golden ticket to freedom. When I was young, an injury was devastating because running was such a huge part of my identity that I didn't know who I was without it. That approach was a bit immature, but it was no fault of my own. Like running garnered me so much praise and notoriety. It paid for my college. It was such a big part of me, but slowly it kind of became nearly all of me. Like that's what everybody knew me as, people at my college who I didn't even know were like, oh, you're the runner. And um, obviously since then, my identity has changed. I still love running. I love it not even because I am like super good at it, but because I just love how freeing it feels. Like it just makes me so happy to go run in the mountains. And I think anyone that starts running in the mountains or just being outside in nature a lot loves it. I mean, it's hard not to feel calm and happy and just at peace when you're out there. And I love how challenging it is. I just love struggle a little bit. I'm a little masochistic that way. So in my current season of rest and renewal, I'm embracing things I've neglected in the past in favor of running. So I used, I would, um, you know, maybe neglect some yoga and be like, I gotta go on my run or neglect a bike ride or, you know, um, neglect spending time with people or whatever. So right now I'm addressing the physical weaknesses that led to my injury and I'm getting back on my yoga mat. I'm reevaluating my, my diet and spending time on my other hobbies like writing and I was riding my motorcycle and connecting with my friends and loved ones. Time will always be here and it's up to you how you decide to fill it. I think that's really important. It do, I don't really care um, <laughs> so much about running as, as about doing something good for myself and, um, and feeling fulfilled in, in what I do. So I wish there was you know, a fast, easy way to cure my body to make myself feel strong and healthy as I did pre-injury and pre-motorcycle accident, but there's not. And there's just time and patience and building strength and being kind. There is no simple answer to any injury because any given injury may have occurred for so many reasons. That's not what the internet wants to hear, though. The internet will tell you things you might want to hear, like a topical CBD cream that will cure your tendonitis. It won't. And the internet will tell you things you might not want to hear as well, like a four to six week recovery time from a grade one hamstring strain. I read that and I was like, shit. Then I was like, no, 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 that's not real. And then, you know, I had to accept it. So, Grieve the loss of your sport if you must, but understand that you will likely return and be stronger for it. Rest, try new things, see a physical therapist, and do what you can with what you have. That's all anyone can do. 
ever. I think that's an important lesson in this time of COVID is, you know, do the best with what you have. That's all anybody has ever done. And if you're building something, be patient and it'll slowly build and you'll probably, you know, do something with it someday. So anyway, um, one of my friends also told me today, like everything's temporary. And I said, ah, like even this season of COVID is temporary. We're going to look back on this, be like, oh, that was just a year. That was just a year and a half or even two years. In the grand scheme of time, it's no time. And taking a couple months away from something that you you love is honestly, it's it's nothing. You're going to look back on um, a moment that you were injured or a moment that you were heartbroken and you're going to get past it and you're going to look back on it and you're like, wow, I was really down in that moment and now I'm here and I'm happy. Like life comes in waves. It's such a gift. Um, I linked a few resources for you to check out. One was Dr. Rob Bell's strategies for coping with injuries. That's just more of like a mental tool to help you cope. And then seven tips for recovering mentally after a sports injury. That also includes some more, um, I don't know, like tangible things you can do. I didn't want to link anything that was like too specific because you might be dealing with a different kind of injury or a different kind of physical pain or setback. Um, And then right now I'm reading a book called Roar. It's called uh, Roar, How to Match Your Food and Fitness to Your Unique Female Physiology for Optimum Performance, Great Health, and a Strong Lean Body for Life. Kind of a long title, uh, kind of a run-on sentence, but I digress. It's really informational. It's really helpful, especially for female athletes who um, maybe have never been coached by someone who knows how the female body works, which is also very common. So anyway, I love you all. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you some other time.